Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Have you had a chance to check out the debut EP from Striker, Fiel El Juego? If not, please go boot up your Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, and go stream that album. It's awesome. Support that band. We're about a month away from the One Scene Unity Comp Volume 2, which I'm super excited about. We're seeing a ton of artwork roll in. The most recent one off the top of my head came in from Invoke for their track Violent Instinct that's going to be on the comp. So please, if you're not following From Within Records on social media, go boot up your Twitter, Instagram, and click that follow button to stay up to date on all their current and awesome news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. Before we get into today's guest, I, I want to tell this crazy story. I was at the grocery store the other night, and it, it's not normal for me to go to the grocery store that late um, into the night, but I just had a bunch of stuff going on this particular day, and I had just left the studio. And I, I just, just, you know, just do my normal grocery shopping, minding my own business, and I'm on the frozen aisle. And I'll, I'll never forget this moment because I, uh, I, I, I didn't feel like I was... Um, in like immediate danger, like I was, I was ready to go. Uh, but I, I was just, I, I, it just was this totally like weird vibe. I, I was on the frozen aisle and this, this strange man, uh, th- that's how I'll describe him. The strange man walked up to me and, 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 you know, whether it be a, a strange man, not a strange man, whatever, I don't like to get too close to strangers that I don't know. So I, I made sure to position my shopping cart in between us so he couldn't get too close to breathe on me or to slash my throat or whatever uh, he wanted to do. And, and and mind you, this is like 10 p.m. at night. There's not a lot of people in the grocery store. So it, it just added to like the, the weirdness of this whole situation. And uh, th- this guy walks up to me and he has a sack of potatoes. And it was just the strangest thing. He, he has this sack of potatoes and he asked me uh, how to make mashed potatoes. And I was trying to like assess uh, the whole situation. Like I had to like analyze um, his 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 body to see if he had any like, you know, weapons or like what he was holding because he, he had a, his sack of potatoes. He was also holding his uh, car keys and his wallet and his cell phone uh, and it looked like he was struggling. So I was like, okay, this guy doesn't really pose a threat to me. I, I made sure to check his ears to see if he you know, had a, uh, some wrestling or jujitsu experience. And uh, uh, to my knowledge, he didn't really have any of that. So I was like, all right, threat level seemed pretty low. So I, I wasn't like as nervous. So I, I kind of eased up a bit, but he continued to ask me about, uh, a recipe to make mashed potatoes and i just thought he was trolling but he was like very serious about it so I was like all right like i was like it's 10 p.m i, I don't really want to be here but it's just something that i had to, to do um just so i wouldn't have to deal with it the following day so i like legit pulled up a recipe uh, for mashed potatoes on my phone and read off the ingredients and he didn't seem satisfied and he went into this whole spiel about how he was feeling conflicted if he should make his own mashed potatoes or if he should go down to Jollibee's. And I don't know if he was being racist or not, if he knew I was Filipino or not, but he was like, or should I, uh, or should I go down, down the street to Jollibee's and buy mashed potatoes from them? Because I want to make sure all the money that I'm spending are going to the Filipino people because I care about their culture. 
And at this point, I'm like, I'm just getting like fed up. I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm like super antisocial, right? So I'm just like, I don't, I gave you the recipe. I, I don't want to talk to you, but I was trying to be nice because he seemed like, he didn't seem all there. And I, I don't want to be like super rude to him because uh, what if uh, he, you know, had to work up his uh, courage and this was his only social interaction for the day. I don't want him to, uh, you know, feel bad about it. So I was, I was, you know, I was like, all right, fine. I'll just deal with this for a little bit longer, but I got to fucking go. I got shit to do, right? And I was just like, you know what, dude? It's your money. Spend it however you like. Uh, if you don't want to make your own mashed potatoes, uh, go to Jollibee's. If you're scared Jollibee's isn't going to give it to the Filipino people, then make your mashed potatoes. Do whatever you want to do. That's fine. And as I'm walking away and he notices my shirt says Triple B Records on it. So he finds another reason to stop me. He's like, wait, Triple B Records. Um, uh, What is that? And I'm like, all right, here we go. So I just was like, oh, I was like, it's an awesome record label go check them out on the internet they have social media uh, twitter facebook whatever and that's where i made my mistake and then he asked me and this is where it got weird because uh he, he seemed really weird when he asked me the follow-up question he's like oh like can i have yours and i was like okay this guy's now i was like all right this guy's a weirdo i don't want to give you anything i don't want to be your friend it's 10 p.m and like maybe it was like under different circumstances if maybe if, like we came together like you know bonding on some cool shit but if you're going to approach me at 10 p.m. at night randomly in the grocery store and like ask me about mashed potatoes, I don't know. It was fucking weird. I just wasn't feeling it. So I just lied to him to his face because I didn't care. I told him, I was like, no, I don't have social media. You're not getting any of my shit. Have a good night. And I just had to walk away. But I just had this eerie feeling that he was going to like follow me to my car. And I was just like, man, I don't want to have to beat this guy up because I, I, I was ready for violence if, if he wanted to bring it to that, if he was going to try to like you know, hop in my car and follow me home. But it was just like the weirdest thing. And normally I, I'm, I'm pretty nice to, to strangers or whatever, but I just did not get a good vibe from this dude. And it, it just, it, and I was having a good night, right? Up until that moment, we just had uh, done some cool stuff in the studio and just, you know, riding that high. And then boom, this guy with his mashed potatoes questions just totally threw me off. So it was, it was weird. And I just had to share that with you guys because it just, uh, impacted me so much that night. And I just wanted to share that with you. So when you're in the grocery store or wherever, wherever you're out in public, just be safe and uh, just try to stay out of danger. Don't let these random people who want to know about mashed potatoes, follow you to your car and try to do crazy shit. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable giving out your personal information to people, don't be afraid to say no. Um, I know it can be tricky out there, but, uh, just don't let them guilt trip you into that shit. Do what you want to do. Live your life. But onto today's guest, we had to travel to New York. We had to track down Mike Shaw. Uh, he used to play in uh, Living Laser, plays in Mind Force and Sentinel. Such an awesome guy. And I was just so stoked because I'm, I'm such a fan of a lot of bands that he's been in. And it was a pleasure of mine to be able to sit down and talk to him about the bands that he was in, the music that he's currently working on. And just to hear him speak, it was uh, so awesome for me. So for all of you. Uh, who are familiar or for the people who aren't familiar, uh, hit pause, go boot up your Bandcamp, Spotify, whatever, go listen to Sentinel, go, go check out that. Then you record his, his latest band. It's super awesome. And then come back here and strap in and enjoy this conversation. So please, without further ado, welcome Mike Shaw to the show.
All right, and we're live. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. How's it going? It's going good. Man, I'm, How you doing? I, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm uh, stoked to have you on the podcast. Uh, for people listening who may not be familiar, can you just give a quick introduction on um, who you are? Oh, my name is Mike Shaw. Um, I play guitar in Mind Force and Sentinel. Dude, two awesome bands. Um, but before we get into those bands, I, I just want to um, uh, briefly um, I tell you about how I was such a fan of um, Living Laser. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so for, for people um, who may not be uh, familiar out there, I used to play in this band, um, Living Laser, back in the day, and I... I've never got a chance to see you guys live, but I was always a fan of the music. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, happy to have you here on the podcast today. So I just wanted to um, uh, give you props and just let you know that I, I just love that stuff from uh, you know back in the day. Awesome! Thank you so much. Hell yeah! Well, um, I, I'm just uh, stoked to actually, um, you know, finally be able to talk to you and have you on the podcast. So I'm, I'm just curious. Um, uh, have you always uh, grown up uh, and lived in New York? Yeah, I've always lived here. Yep, always in the Hudson Valley. Um, I grew up in an area called uh, Orange County. Oh, interesting. Okay, that, that's it. Because um, I'm out here in California. I'm living in Orange County, so it's, it's always funny to talk to people um, who live in um, Orange County and other parts of the world, which I always think is weird. Yeah, this is the lesser known uh, Orange County. Yeah, and th- that's wild. Because I'm I only knew of the I'm um, obviously the, where I live, and then there's an Orange County in Florida. So hearing about uh, New York is uh, you know uh, kind of uh, new for me. Yeah, not much there. A lot of farms. That's about it. Okay, so um, I'm uh, I, I, a fan of um, you playing the guitar, but I, I'm I'm curious, uh, how, how did you get into uh, you know, hardcore music? Um, well, originally I was uh, playing. It was just back in middle school. I was playing with a drummer, and his older sister had some older tapes that were, you know, had some hardcore bands from the '80s on it, and we used to check those out and listen to it, and that was kind of my introduction to more traditional hardcore bands. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually I met these kids in high school um, and they started, we started a band together and they introduced to me to like the newer, more modern bands. Okay. That, that's uh, super awesome. I, I always like to, uh, you know, give props to my older sister. She's like the, main reason that i'm into this kind of music so if it wasn't for her mm-hmm. um who knows where i'd be so it's always cool to hear um you know uh, similar stories from other people just uh, you know getting put on just from older people because i always think that that's really important yeah yeah my the guys that were in the band were a couple years older than me and um one of them had a brother that played in uh, all at war so okay. we had that connection to to the area and uh found out about pretty much every band you know, in the Hudson Valley at that point, mm-hmm. uh, we started playing shows out and meeting other bands and other newer bands from the area. Um, and then like compilations were, you know, a big thing back then. So that was a way to hear a lot of new bands as well. And for you um, playing the guitar, uh, have you always just been mm-hmm. a fan of uh, that instrument growing up or how'd you get into that? Yeah. Uh, my dad played guitar. Um, so there was always guitars around the home. Um, I originally wanted to be a drummer, but my parents would not buy me a drum set. They mm-hmm. were not going to sit around listening to that, you know, all day long. So uh, they, there was like acoustic guitars laying around, but I didn't really get into it until they got me an electric guitar. And then I was hooked and that was it. Yeah. 
I, I was saying it's like magic because I'm like, you know, I cannot play any instrument if my life depended on it. So whenever I, yeah, uh, yeah so whenever I, I talk to anybody who's, uh, you know, talented at um, playing anything, it's just, um, just amazing to, to watch and just think, I'm like, damn, like, how the hell do you guys come up with that, you know, stuff to just when I listen to like an awesome <laughs> song, like, dude, like, where does that even come from? It just seems like it's like magic. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, once you start playing, most people, start by learning other bands songs and uh i think even when you're in your own band you're still you know that's part of your dna as a player and it, it comes out so yeah you you can usually tell what someone grew up on by listening to the band they're playing Okay, so I want to ask you about um, Sentinel. Uh, you know, great band. I was uh, you know really into the Thank music when, when it dropped. Uh, where did the idea first come? Uh, you know, to start this band. Um, well, I it, it was kind of a while ago. I started thinking I wanted to. I was just writing some stuff that didn't fight, fit uh, Mind Force. Mm -hmm. It's kind of more like punk hardcore leaning, and then some of the stuff was like really traditional heavy metal influences. So. It wasn't something I wanted to put into Mind Force. And then um, we always record with Will, our, the Sentinel drummer. Mm -hmm. um, Mind Force always records with him. And me and him like a lot of the same stuff. So immediately I thought, uh, you know, if he was into it, we could kind of do a band together. Okay. And uh, how'd you guys uh, get the other members? Because obviously, you know, Jack plays in um, Age of Apocalypse, uh, Ace, yeah. uh, you know, sings in Mad. So. Yeah, well, like I said, the idea, you know, came to me, if, uh, it was a bit ago, but, um, and then Mindforce started getting busy with shows again, and, mm. you know, I kind of just forgot about it, but, uh, yeah, once um, Jay, the singer of Mindforce, started playing with Jack a lot, in, like, TOI, mm -hmm. and, um, and uh, we actually recorded a song with Jack as well, and he's a great guitar player, and I was just thinking, like, oh, he'd be perfect to do second guitar for this. And he was down for that. And uh, AOA is from our area. Mm -hmm. So that's how we know them. And then um, uh, a friend of mine uh, from the area is on bass. And then, um, again, Jay is actually the one who suggested um, getting Ace on vocals. And I knew that me and him were into a lot of the same stuff. So I was glad he was, uh, he was into doing it. Okay. And you mentioned um, you were uh, starting to write stuff for this, but then kind of forgot about it because uh, mine first mm -hmm. got busy. Uh, but yeah. um, obviously the um, pandemic happened. Uh, everybody had a lot of free time. Uh, does, is that like a big reason why you decided to um, you know, uh, put this record out? Did that help to have all this free time to be able to focus more on it again? Yeah. Once the, once we were kind of entering that set, you know, 2021 mm -hmm. and shows still weren't happening uh at that point i was like all right i gotta start just recording and doing some more stuff musically you know and um and once once the idea of ace came up you know that really kind of lit a fire under under me getting this getting this project recorded and, and written um because you know you can have a lot of ideas as a guitar player but if you don't have a good singer to sing for the band you know it's never going to happen and did things move quickly? Like once Ace got into the picture, um, did you have a lot of the songs already fleshed out or did you just, um, you know, just kind of get to writing and just like, all right, cool. Like we have a pretty solid lineup. Like let's actually make things happen. Yeah. So everything, everything did happen pretty quickly. Um, me and me and, you know, Will has his own studio. So me and him got together. We pieced all the songs together in about a, you know, a day. And then we, uh, 
and we just recorded a demo and sent it to Ace and he got the lyrics done fast. Mm -hmm. uh, he was on it. Um, and he had access to a studio because he does his other podcast, uh, Form of Passion. Mm -hmm. So he records it, that at a studio. So he was able to get some uh, the vocal tracks done quick there. And Jack has his own recording equipment. Uh, Evan, the bass player, has his own recording equipment. So it, it worked out. We, we were able to get it together quick. Okay. And yeah, that, that sounds pretty convenient for everybody just to kind of have their own equipment, be able to just kind of do it and just kind of piece it together. Yeah, I'm the only I have nothing. I, I just have the guitar. So no, <laughs> I, I got to, uh, you know, I got to I don't do any type of recording. I need other people to take care of that for me. And so I just got to show up to a studio and do my thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm curious, uh, where does the name for the band come from? Uh, it's actually there's a movie from the 70s uh, called Sentinel. And ever since I saw it, I always thought it'd be a cool name for band. Um, and you know, once I started piecing together the, the riffs and kind of got the sound down, I just thought that name would be good for it. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a great name. So I'm, I'm definitely, uh, you know, down for it. I, I was just curious uh, where it came from, but that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't think the movie is very well known, but it's, it's a weird, weird ass movie. Okay. Well, maybe I'll, I'll check it out. Cause now that yeah, if you're into, if you're into weird horror movies, check it out. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I, I used to have these roommates that were like super into um, horror and they would show me like mm -hmm. the, the most weird, like B side horror movies. And there was this one that stuck with me called a uh, homicycle. And it looked like it was filmed <laughs> like on an iPhone, which is um, pretty funny. It, not an iPhone these days. Cause yeah. obviously the cameras are like way better now, but it was just like, you know, iPhone back in the day. And it was just about this, uh, I, I don't remember the exact plot, but it was like this, this serial killer that rode a motorcycle and he would just like kill just random people. And it was so ridiculous, but it was just so funny because <laughs> it how bad it was so bad that it was good type of thing. Right. 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 Yep. Yeah. They can be uh, pretty hilarious, but uh, I used to watch a lot more horror. I, I kind of fell off with that after a while, but the name always stuck with me for, uh, for Sentinel. Okay. And obviously uh, it came out um uh, just a couple months ago, uh, and it seemed like it, it got a lot of um, you know good reaction. I, I was seeing it, um, you know, being reposted a, a lot of places, and I, I was curious um, how you guys decided to release the um, tapes through Streets of Hate. Yeah, um, well, you know, Alex is a good friend, mm -hmm. and um, that's a, a label from our area. So, you know, we we just started talking about it, and um, and he was down to put it out. So it, it was that simple, you know. They were kind of the obvious label I was hoping would want to do it, so it mm -hmm. worked out. Yeah, and I'm I'm definitely a, a fan of Streets of Hate. Uh, you know, yeah, love everything yeah, they put that they've out done. A ton of good stuff. Yeah, hundred yep. percent. So yeah, it was definitely cool to see you guys um, link up with them. Um, is there any chance to maybe press it to to vinyl or any CD, or is it just going to be strictly tapes for now? Um, yeah, eventually I'd like to do it on vinyl, but I I love the tape format. That's something I grew up on. Uh, especially with the stuff that's influence, influencing Sentinel. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those were all tapes I owned as a kid. So I, I just kind of feels right sticking to tapes right now. Uh, but I'm sure eventually we'll do, we'll do some vinyl. Yeah. I, I always think it's interesting how that uh, format is still so popular, right? Cause, For uh, tapes? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think it was kind of always around, but it seemed around maybe 2010 ish. It started to kind of really come back and mm -hmm. a lot of bands were just putting out physical, even if you press 20 of them, it's just cool to have a physical version of it, you know, 
Yeah. No, I, I, I think they look cool. Um, obviously, yeah. uh, I, I used to have a, a, a tape player back in the day. I remember my mom bought me like the Mortal Kombat soundtrack and I had like a Walkman to listen to it on. But it's just like, yeah, to, to see that it's still such a popular format these days obviously with things um you know uh you know so like, with things moving faster with um you know digital releases and um you know obviously cds right. are, are still a thing but just the fact that you know um when, when you look at like vinyl tapes like super popular cds not so much um so it, it's, it's weird how kind of like cds get skipped over but like you know like the older formats are still super popular yeah i mean i, I do i am starting to see a lot of cds getting pressed though you mm-hmm. know i mean with that same with tapes cds and tapes are so cheap and easy to make and to turn around really fast so you know you can get a tape made in two weeks where it's you know with everything happening now some vinyls really backed up so that was another reason um that i was hesitant to do any vinyl right away mm-hmm. because i didn't want to wait like six months to put it out i just wanted to get it out there get it online and then you know do the tape for whoever might want it mm-hmm yeah, and who knows? Maybe it's a good move because obviously um, there's a fan base now. So um, if you do end up doing vinyl in the future, obviously you know that people will want to pick it up since you know uh, one of the colorways of the tapes have sold out. And I know there's like less than ten of um, the the other colorway, so it's uh, you know pretty interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, we got a uh, we made a few extra just so hoping we'd have some for shows, but they seem to be going quick, so they're they're almost gone now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, maybe we'll, I don't know if we'll do another pressing or like you said, maybe it'll end up on vinyl at some point. So we'll see, but we're, we're already writing more for the next thing we do. So, Oh, wow. Already. Yeah. Yeah. We're hoping to do, do a split, um, and, uh, get that out probably when we start playing shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing's like a hundred percent yet. So we got to see. Okay. For sure. Um, and th- that's awesome because I I'm a big fan of um, you know bands that want to be active. Obviously, you know putting yeah, out as much yeah. content as they can because um, I always uh, you know try to tell everybody just to you know enjoy these bands um, as much as you can while they're around because who knows how long bands will be around for bands break up for the most random reasons you know things get in the way. Yeah, you never know. So yeah, yeah. So I- I'm just like yeah, cool. If you guys want to be active, push out um, as much music as you can. I- I'm definitely here for it. So that's awesome to hear. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're. we're uh got a show set up in october and then um you know but uh mind force is pretty busy in the summer and leading into the fall but then you know we'll probably have some time to sneak in some sentinel shows too yeah i, I was just about to ask about that because obviously uh i i follow mind force as well so I, i've seen um you know some of the announcements um and i was yeah. gonna, you know ask if there was um anything in the books for a, a sentinel show to happen yeah, they, they haven't announced it yet, but mm-hmm. there's definitely a, a, a show coming up. Uh, it's it's not till October though, so hopefully we'll have something else before that. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, that's um, definitely great news. Uh, definitely stoked on the band, and I'm um, you know happy that um you guys decided to you know get together and um you know put it out because obviously you had this idea, um and it could have just been an idea, but the fact that you were able to you know get a cool group of guys to um you know play in it and um, record for it and it, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I was, I, I couldn't be happier with everyone that decided to be a part of it for the band. And uh, I'm glad I waited till, you know, I got the right group of guys to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. And i uh, curious about that. Um, there's a cover on, on the um, record or the, 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 the tape. I was, I'm curious how you guys decided to um, you know, choose that song. The Bastard song? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, um, 
I mean, I'm always a fan of doing just like really short, fast songs um, mm. as far as covers go. So with this band, since there was, you know, there's like instrumentals on it. Some songs are slower and they're longer. I thought for the style of music, it'd be cool to have just like a straight up fast, hardcore song on there uh, instead of doing like an obvious, like more metal cover or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I, I feel like covers can be tricky, um, especially when you play mm-hmm. them live, because I feel like um, it's either everybody's stoked on it or it just goes over everybody's heads. So, yeah, that like that and that cover also isn't probably something we do live. I'd probably mm-hmm. pick something that might go over a little bit better, okay. um, you know. But again, that I, I felt like it would be cool with the recording and in that group of songs. OK, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was down for it. So that that was cool in my book nice okay and um you mentioned mind force um obviously uh uh you guys um have had some shows announced um you guys are doing that yeah, r- yeah. that run with uh dead heat and regulate yeah yeah i'm psyched for that um yeah. kind of a long time coming with doing some more shows over here with dead heat mm-hmm. um but we did that group of bands over in cali I, yeah, I was actually gonna say, and I, then, I think that might have been the last time I saw you guys, if I can remember correctly, because it was in, I, I don't remember what, what the name of that room was. It was like that all white room. Um, yeah, yeah, that was awesome, that show. Yeah. You know, that was a, that was a fun show. I mean, all the shows were great. It was, Cali's amazing. We can't wait to, uh, to get back there. So, uh, but, you know, the hope was that we do that run with those bands in the, you know, on the East Coast. And, you know, so I'm, I'm glad it's, it's finally happening. Yeah, no, it's it's super sick. So, and it's awesome to you know see, uh, just like you know bands, especially like a band um, like Dead Heat from out uh, out here in California, just getting out there and just seeing these things happen again. Because obviously, mm-hmm. with the pandemic, everything was put on pause. So now that we're in a space where uh, shows are happening, tours have been announced, and uh, you know all these cool things are just kind of being put back in place. Yeah, out of nowhere, it's just it's on. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone wants to play. Everyone wants to get out there. And, uh, you know, I think everyone, everyone needs these shows right now. I know everyone in my band does, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, that's the longest probably any of us have ever gone without playing a show, you know, in our life. So, or at least since we started being in bands. So, uh, you know, it's an exciting time for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And is like, you know, somebody who's not in a band, this is definitely the longest that I've gone in my entire life without even going to a show. Cause since right. I, yeah, since I've started going to shows, I was at least going to like something once, uh, yeah, at least one show, um, a week or every couple of weeks is, um, the, uh, you know, the region where I'm at, there's always somebody coming through or something happening just cause there's so many bands in the area. So for, for us to go this long without having uh, been to something like that, it, it, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same over here. Yeah. It's just, uh, it was so strange after the, you know, the first month went by, second month went by. And then it's, man, this is crazy to not even be going to see a band, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, that's it. It's, it's, uh, it's back on now. So I'm sure there's going to be a ton of shows popping up of, you know, all sorts of bands coming back. Yeah. hundred percent. And as, uh, yeah. And it, it's crazy to see how, um, things are kind of just getting, uh, you know, shoveled because I, I feel like um with the local venues out here like i'm just seeing you know um, so many shows get announced like you know every new day so I, i'm just curious to, to see what other um you know bands in, in our space i'm um, uh make it out to california before the year's over yeah yeah we'll see but um 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, you know, even just to go see some shows, not only just play them, you know, and just to see friends and bands, you know, you get so used to that being kind of the way to socialize by going to shows. And when mm-hmm. that got cut off, it was just like, damn, I'm going months without seeing friends, you know? So, yeah. uh, and, um, that run too, uh, that's the first time we'll be getting to Georgia. So that should be cool. I'm playing, uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I have some friends um, from out there that uh, have been like like super hyped on that show because I I saw a lot of them posting uh, that flyer. So I'm like, oh, that that's awesome. And I didn't know that was like your guys are going to be your guys' first time getting out there. So now that maybe makes sense why I, I had seen it so many times from people from that area posting it. Oh, cool, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're excited to uh, to finally play there. Okay, and uh, just curious, do you know if, um, on that run will there be lo- like local support at those dates, or is it just going to be? I, I yeah definitely there's def I would assume so uh, I think maybe the Virginia show it's a matinee okay and it's before it's before another show that night so I think it might just be the three bands on that mm-hmm. one um uh, enforced and um Ace from Sentinels um other band mutually assured destruction is is playing that night and uh but yeah I, I'm sure Georgia will have others other bands in, in new york city will definitely have other bands okay and i'm a huge fan of the matinee show because uh, yeah like yeah cool. just, just being able to get to a gig early and getting out and um you know having the option to like have the rest of the day to do stuff i i think it's uh, pretty cool yeah yeah you go to the show you get out maybe it's, you get some dinner and then you're home early or you know or you got time to do, do whatever you want that night so yeah I, I remember the first matinee show my friends and i went to we literally got like got out of the venue because like the show started at like noon and we got out like around four four thirty, and uh, we, at the time for us um we had to drive you know like at least two hours just to get to a, a decent show. So um normally for us it's like you know okay show's over we got to make the trek home everybody's tired maybe stop for food but mm-hmm. everybody just wants to get home right. So when we hit that matinee show got out in the afternoon we we're kind of like looking around like dude, like we don't have to rush home. Like we're all fine. Like we should do something. So we all just like hung out in LA and just like did random stuff. It, it was definitely like a cool feeling. So ever since then, yeah. I just like, just love those shows. Cause it's, it's just, uh, you know, just ha- having that atmosphere just in the middle of the day it, to me is just so cool. Yeah. And that, you know, it'll make the trip to Atlanta easier, you know, getting done with the show a little bit earlier, you know, we'll probably go to the enforced show and check those fans out. And then, you know, have plenty of time to get to the next date. Okay. And, um, as things, uh, are opening back up, more shows are happening. Uh, are you guys like, and speaking about mind force, are, are you guys trying to mm-hmm. just get back to a, a busier schedule or are you guys still trying to um, do things like a little more selectively since it's, I'm still like kind of uh, I'm new, uh, new again. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely excited to play as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and right, right off the bat, it was, it was hard to turn a lot of things down. Uh, some stuff we just couldn't say no to. So we just had to make it work. And, um, but in general, we, we do have to be selective, um, just for things going on in our personal lives. Um, we can't play every day and we can't play every single weekend, but mm. we're going to try and play as much as possible right now. Cause we're, like I said, we're, we're fiending for shows. We just want to get out there and play. Yeah, and, also, and we have songs that we've never even played live yet that have come out, you know, during the pandemic. So it'll be cool to get out and play those songs. 
because yeah, when I look at Mind Force, I, I felt like you guys were one of those um, bands that you know were, were like obviously rising in popularity. Um, you know, playing a lot of awesome shows, getting cool spots, and obviously putting out good music. Um, and then uh, with the pandemic and everything being put on pause, I was like, damn, that's just like one of those bands where if it didn't happen, I, I'm always curious to like you know how much bigger certain bands would be at this point. Yeah, I don't, I don't know because I, I've heard some people say that and just in general about other bands, you mm -hmm. know, whether you're talking about like Drain or, or bands that like were newer and just put something out right when the pandemic hit. But in a certain way, it feels like because there were no shows that any band that put anything out almost got bigger because what else do you have to do but sit and hang out and listen to new music and check out new bands. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure it was a little, you know, hard for bands that were just starting out brand new. But um, yeah, I mean, hopefully... Hopefully people are still into us. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. The show's coming up. So I'm sure. The, 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 you guys still have that fan base. I don't think people uh, have forgotten about you guys. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, someone else had asked, uh, when we put out the Swinging Swords EP, um, they're talking about almost like, it was like, oh, you guys you know, were affected by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, but in, I don't know, in a, in a weird way, it was kind of... Um, it was kind of a positive thing for us because with losing shows, we were still able to put out music and it got an awesome reaction. We were just psyched on how well it did. So um, it, it just motivated us to keep writing and want to put more out dur during that time. And I, I'm, I'm curious, uh, when you guys uh, put out that um, last EP, obviously it was like, uh, like before the pandemic, did you guys have a lot planned for that? For the EP, like as far as what do you mean, like shows? Yeah, or? just like being like more active. You guys have like a bigger rollout yeah, plan for that. So, so that was going to come out, and luckily it didn't get uh, held up at all. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe by a few weeks or something, but um, some other bands got you know really screwed by you know by the pandemic as far as getting their albums out. But uh, yeah, we we had a whole run in Europe that we were going to do, and had a bunch of shows planned, and. Um, and getting to a lot of places that we've never been able to go to. And, uh, yeah, it all just got that. That was a bummer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that all got canceled, but we're just going to try and rebook it all now and, and, and get to it, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it is um, really important to get to, uh, like these markets that you've never been to before. Cause obviously, mm -hmm. um, I, there's fans everywhere, right. Or, or people who listen to your music everywhere and you want to go and explore and play new places. Cause obviously it's, it's always fun to play the places where, you know, it's going to pop, but, um, yeah. I, I feel like I'd always be more curious going to like a newer place, um, you know, with the notoriety and, you know, obviously the solid discography and just see these new places and, and you know, and see what it's like in other places. Cause obviously, um, you know, you, you've already been to the, 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 the bigger markets. And I, I was, if I'd be in your position, I'd always feel like I'd be more curious about the unknown. For sure. Yeah. There, there's, um, you know, we really, there's a lot of places we haven't got to yet. And, um, and also just traveling to places where we can hang out and just check out the area too, you know, and, and, uh, it, it's cool to have a, you know, a band that can travel around and, um, you know, we can use that to see, especially with like the Europe thing, you know, get out there and spend a few days just checking everything out on top of playing some shows. You know, that'd be great. And I'm curious, do you have like, um, like analytics? Do you know where like you guys are more popular at, um, or, you know, or 
popular in places that you haven't been yet so you kind of have places like already mapped out where you want to go where you know that there's a fan base um i mean just from like selling merch and mm-hmm. stuff like that where people order from um there's some some areas that seem to order more than others but i don't know there's just be some you know like we just really want to get to the uk that's always been just a goal since we started the band mm-hmm. uh just to get over there and play and, and just see the area. none of us have ever been there you know oh wow um uh but you know i I don't know specifics as far as how many people like this in different areas Mm -hmm. and you mentioned merch and i I have to i'm bringing this up Mm -hmm. uh, during the uh, george floyd protest and i remember like everybody not everybody but there's tons of bands doing like benefit shirts and i mean everybody coming together and i I just remember um when you guys put out your shirt and the amount of money that you guys raised it was just something that blew my mind and made me feel like, you know, like cool to be a part of a community to see, uh, you know, like a, a band like Mind Force put out this shirt and just the whole community come together and just raise that much money. It was just something that I, I just didn't um, realize was possible. And just the fact that you guys um, were able to do that. I don't think we that. realized it was possible either Dude. in the moment. We were pretty blown away and um, we, we had the shirts up and they started going and then I went to sleep. You know, mm-hmm. we just put kind of an infinite number so as many people that wanted it could get it yeah and uh i woke up in the morning our big cartel wasn't working like it was just so we we didn't actually take the shirts down it just stopped work something went wrong with the site Mm -hmm. but at that point you know we were like oh shit we we raised you know a great amount of money and it it was it was awesome it felt great to do it you know 100 percent. and uh and there were so many bands you know raising money at that time i just felt like it was uh that was, you know, again, another, you know, in, in, uh, when something really negative was going on, just seeing these bands come together to, you know, raise some money for, for, for this was, uh, was pretty inspiring. Yeah, no. And honestly, I think you guys were like a, a really big part in showing like the entire community that, um, we all could come together and just like, you know, make some change and like, you know, get some serious, like, you know, numbers out there to, you know, prove that, uh, uh if we all, you know, kind of come together, we can, you know, start to make some change and, you know, not have to feel so divided or feel so alone in this, you know? For sure. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, so I, I definitely had to bring that up because it's something that I've been wanting to talk to somebody about, um, you know, uh, from your band for a while. Um, obviously it's, it's been over a year, but just, uh, you know, still that, to, to me thinking back about that yeah just the impact that you guys had with that is still amazing wow thank you but again it had nothing to do with us you know the people that bought it and supported it you know more more about like you said just seeing all those people come together for all the different bands not just us you know yeah 100 percent. okay and uh you briefly mentioned um, new music with uh mind force is there anything you can speak on um anything we can be expecting anytime soon well, I mean, Mindforce is always writing. Mm-hmm. We're just picky, you know? So when we, we put songs together, we, you know, we could write five songs and we might use one of them. We might not use any, you know? So we, we just, whenever we get a group of songs that we really like and seems like it fits together well, um, that's what we're going to do. So Swinging Swords was four songs, but those four songs we felt worked together really well. And we had other songs, but we just weren't as excited by them. Um, so we have no problem kind of just like cutting songs, you know, we, we don't ever want to put like a lot of filler out there, um, on any releases, but, uh, right now, you know, we're, we're writing a lot right now. Um, so there'll definitely be more new music for sure. Um, it's hard to say 
what it all will be. But, you know, if we can get 10 songs that we feel fits together perfectly, you know, we'll do another LP. Maybe we'll do a smaller release before that, you know. But, uh, yeah, now it shows coming back and we've been on a regular practice schedule. You know, we, we, we've got a lot of, lot of new stuff ready to go already. And I'm uh, curious, uh, how do you determine what is filler and what is not? Because obviously uh, everybody uh, will like interpret your stuff different. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of whatever feels good when we're playing it all together. I could write riffs that I think is, oh, this is going to be, you know, this is one of my favorite things we've done. And mm-hmm. I play with the band and it just doesn't feel right or it just doesn't hit, you know. Um, but uh yeah some songs you just don't we don't force anything if we're playing a song and the next practice comes along and no one brings up playing that song it's just kind of this feeling that it's like it's not it's not working you know we just kind of do away with it or maybe we'll keep one riff Mm -hmm. that and put it onto a different song and these uh you know quote-unquote filler songs do you like (laughs) uh, do you completely trash them or do you say them away i'm you know for maybe like a rainy day maybe you can revisit it and uh you know rewrite it or work with it usually no if it once it's done it's done you know if it it's more about what feels good when the four of us are all playing together um so if it doesn't work you just we just let it go you know i'm i always i always we're always writing all of us Mm -hmm. so it's not like we won't have new riffs to work on. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. And are you guys all just like writing individually? So when you guys get together for practice, you guys all have stuff to work on, or do you guys like to get together and sit in the same space and write that way? No, not usually. There has been a few songs that have come together where we're all maybe bringing some riffs to it, um, but for the most part we prefer to get together and someone's got like at least 98% of the song finished Mm -hmm. and shows it to it. And, you know, we might edit some things about it, you know, after that, especially once Jay hears it and he wants to write lyrics to it, you know, he might have some ideas that, you know, to change a few things about it. Um, But uh, yeah, for the most part, someone's coming with like a full song Um, and like with the newer stuff we're working on, like for a while, um, I was writing almost all of the all of the songs, and now um, it's almost even between me and our bass player Nick. Um, he's just been writing, and he's super focused on it right now. So he's coming up with some great stuff, and uh, and that's it for for a band that's done as much as we have as far as like our releases. It's it's nice to kind of have someone else bringing more riffs, you know, into the band. Hundred percent, because uh when, when i think about it it's like it like is there like a well of riffs and does it eventually run dry uh because obviously like I, I don't know how to write music so what, when i think about somebody like you who's um you know mm-hmm. put out so much content on uh, when it comes to mind for us i'm just like man like you know this is all great stuff but like does it come to a point where um you know there's an end or does uh he just keep going and it's an endless well of riffs <laughs> no there's no end to it i mean i i you know i could come up with as much as i want but like I said, it's got to feel right with all of us, you know. Um, but uh, it's less pressure when someone else is coming to the, you know, coming to practice with some songs here and there. And um, yeah, yeah, you know, there's there's endless ideas. It's just about getting the ones that are going to work the best for the band. And we're always thinking about the live setting too. So sometimes some ideas are just like, 
you know, the song would just be weird live. Why even put it on the album? You yeah. know, um, that's always like a big part of our, our writing process is just thinking of the live setting and how people will react to it, how we'll react to it. You know, that's interesting. Have you guys always um, thought about it that way? Uh, for Mind Force, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, that's to us, a crowd reacting at a hardcore show is 50% of it, you know, mm -hmm. if not more, probably more, you know, um, so it's, it's an important part of, of, you know, the show. Yeah. I wouldn't want to play a show where people weren't going off, you know, that was gonna be my next question is like, it's the funnest part of it. You know, if you're playing a part and people fucking jumping off the stage or just like destroying each other. Like that's, you know, that's the ultimate right there. Yeah. yeah Cause every mind force video that I've ever seen or any mind force set that I've seen live, it's, you know, super active. People always, you know, going crazy. Um, and it, oh, cool. it, it has always been like that for you guys. Cause obviously I'm, um, you guys had a band before that. So people already kind of knew who you guys were, but I'm, um, you know, coming into the whole mind force thing. Um, has it ever been dull for you guys? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say dull, you know, there, mm. there's definitely like shows earlier on where it wasn't, you know, as crazy as some of the shows are now, but there's always been someone moving, you know? Um, but what's, the band we had before that really didn't play out of the area much. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of people that were coming to see Mindforce early on really didn't know about the other band we were in before that. Interesting. Um, yeah. Other than, you know, again, like friends from the area or Connecticut, we, we would play Connecticut a lot. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, Living Laser, I, I don't know how much that really had to do with my, the way Mindforce started and people getting into us early on. Yeah. I remember seeing Mind Force for the first time uh, at Sound and Fury, and it, mm. it just feeling like I was on like a roller coaster. I was like, you know, th like about to hit that first wow. big drop, and I was <laughs> just like, holy shit, this is actually happening. Because obviously, um, shout out to uh, Keith Freeman, he actually put me on to you guys. That's how I know about Living Lake. Oh, yeah, Keith's the man. Yeah, yeah. awesome dude. So, um, yeah, so finally being able to see you guys live, it, yeah, it just felt like I was on a roller coaster. It was like such a crazy and cool experience. And all it's like, that's something that like, I'll never forget. So that's why I'm always like, you know, uh, oh, wow. uh, such a fan and I love seeing you guys live. Like I, I was um, at FYA when you guys played. I, I thought that was super awesome. I love that fest and that set was super sick. So it's just, uh, yeah, that, that was fun. You said the Sound and Fury set was your first time yeah. seeing us? Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was like, that was a special show for us. That was probably one of like, you know, first time in Cali, but also like, you know, first time playing in a while. And, uh, we, we had been, had to stop playing for a few months. So like when Sound of Fury happened, we were just so excited for that set. Yeah. And I remember just, um, the, the, the talk was like trying to figure out um, who had a better set. Like you guys are drained. Like those were like, um, uh, two of like <laughs> the best sets that weekend. It, it, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of great sets that, mm. that fest, that was one thing I noticed about that that fest that like so many bands got a great reaction cali in general is just it's just so good to bands you know the the people just go off yeah you know that's what i hear and obviously i feel like i have a skewed perspective because this is like you know that's just normal for me right that's the local yeah, stuff that yeah. i see so um whenever I, I hear bands come out here or um, bands that are, are just so looking forward to to coming out here and, and playing yeah like obviously I, I know there's great history i'm you know a ton of great shows but it's just like okay like for me it just feels normal so i'm just like all right cool like i'm happy that you guys are happy to come out here um so i, I just see it a little different but it's always cool to you know to, to hear that kind of stuff from you know people from you know outside of california 
Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we we can't wait to get back there. So we we'll be back there sometime. Hopefully, hopefully in the next few months, we we'll see. Nothing scheduled. Or Nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. All right. I, I think... No, but we're 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 gonna we're gonna figure something out for sure. Okay. All right. I I, I was sure if you were like alluding to something that you're gonna announce. No, no, no. <laughs> we well, the one thing about our band is we don't plan a ton. Okay. You know, you're booking shows and stuff, but as far as like, you know, Cali is something that's just always on our list to try and get out and play as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Not only being from New York, like going to Cali is like this experience for us, you know, so not only to play, but just to hang out there. Yeah, I, I would like to see a, a Mind Force at program set. I feel like that would be insane. Yeah, that that's the skate shop, right? Or they yeah. have the, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 that'd be great. Yeah, it it, was, it blows my mind when I think about like the the different like types of bands that have played there. Like when you think of some of these like bigger bands, like you know, obviously um, Terrors play there a bunch of times, right? Yeah, which is yeah. crazy. Um, uh, Fiddlehead played there, and I felt like that was like you know top three like best set ever at that venue. It's uh, it's, it's a cool yeah, spot. Yeah, the videos looked uh, crazy from the the Fiddlehead set. Mm-hmm. We we I don't know if it was around the same time we played a show with them. I want to say it was around that time. Or close to it and it was like the same feeling you know that people are just climbing on top of each other you know singing along to fiddlehead so that's a fun band to see yeah yeah great band like talented musicians and um you know great music it, it, it's, it's like i feel like uh they're just like one of those bands that are special but it, it's um obviously mm-hmm. it, it's weird because they're um like you know an active band but uh you know but it, it's cool to kind of know that all right this band's special we got to pay attention to them and give them as much love as we can right now because we don't want to be in that situation where like oh it's like it's too late they, they broke up right and i, I was just like try to give people their the roses like you know in real time that's the way to do it you know a band could play three shows and disappear um or i don't know if it'll have tours but you know i think they're you know limited with how much they play so mm-hmm. you know you got to see them when they come out 100 percent, and yeah and just like for other bands like I, I think about bands like incendiary that you know part-time band mm-hmm. but still one of the biggest yeah. bands in hardcore which is um, you know um awesome and uh you know crazy that they can pull that off so it's just like whenever they come around it's like you know that it's something special that you have to go and like you know pay attention to right right um yeah that that was a uh Incendiary is a cool band because, you know, they were able to do it without touring constantly. And like you said, they're one of the, the biggest bands out. So. Yeah. And and like that's rare, like like for, for to, to be able to pull off something like that. It's just not um, not, you know, normal, right? It's not normal, but maybe it makes it more special when they do play so that everybody comes out and sees them. Um, you know, also helps that every video you see by them is totally insane. So. Yeah, you know, it's not a show anyone wants to miss. Hundred percent. Which, yeah, it's 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 crazy, and yeah, just uh, yeah, those those kind of bands are, are special, and I I just like the fact that even bands like you know like like Mind Force who um make an effort to to come out to California, even if it's just for a, a couple of dates, because obviously doing a full U.S. tour is not that common these days. But the fact that um you know you guys yeah. are, are willing to come out and just do a couple of dates. Um, I, I think is awesome just because there's not everybody can travel to these fest or, you know, go to these other regions, um, you know, um, frequently. So the fact that you guys, um, you know, love coming out here and want to come out here, it, it, it's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, we wish, you know, it'd be great to do more if we could, but, you know, 
if if it comes down to it, we'll you know we'll come out, we'll play one show and just get back, you know, get back home or you know fly back home or, or drive back home and uh, you know we just try and make it work the best we can and uh, and right now with you know with def like I said before, we're definitely trying to play out even more um, just because it's this is an exciting time to get back to shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you remember the, the the last show you guys played before the pandemic happened? Yeah, we played in Albany um, with Terror, uh, Restraining Order, and Magnitude. Okay. And um, and it was an awesome, awesome show. That's crazy. And at that point, did you guys know that that was going to be it for a while? Or was it just like, oh, this is another show and see you at the next one? No. No, we had no idea. And like, you know, we had other shows booked and ready to go, but they just weren't going to happen. Um, you know, and at that time... You know, people are like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll reschedule in a month. We'll reschedule in two months. And then, you know, eventually it all, we all started to realize that it's going to be a long time before we play shows again. But no, we just played that show just like any other show and didn't think anything of it. Didn't think there'd be any kind of problem where everything was going to get shut down. Yeah. This weird hiccup where even I think back to where people thought it was just going to be for like two weeks and then that two weeks turned yeah. to like over a year. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I want to say things shut down maybe a couple weeks, a month at the most after after we played our last show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, one thing I wanted to ask you about is uh, there's a compilation coming out next month. The um, uh, putting out, uh, you know, from within records is putting out the one scene unity comp volume two. Mind oh, forces, yeah. mind forces on it, and um, I- I'm just curious how um, you guys ended up on there because uh, to me it- it's awesome. I love that idea, and I- I'm stoked to hear a- an exclusive track from you guys um, on that compilation. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. This is the f- you know first time we're being on- we're got on a comp, um, and uh, the yeah they just hit us up and and we were like hell yeah we were a big fan of the first one that came out mm-hmm. and um, you know we all grew up on comps we all grew up finding bands through comps so. It's cool for me to see that be something that seems like relevant again and that it's, you know, it's coming back. Yeah. And uh, for, for the, the song that you guys have on the comp, was that something that mm-hmm. um, you've had in the fall or is that something you guys just cooked up um, just for the comp? No, uh, we had, we had a, a bunch of songs written and at the time when we were asked to do it mm-hmm. and that was we, the song we were most excited about is the one we put on. The, okay. um, Hell yeah. Well, that's yeah, yeah. Th- that's awesome. I- I'm stoked that you guys are on the comp, and yeah, I, I was really um, happy um, and surprised the-, the the reaction that the first one got because uh, you know obviously you you put something out and you really don't know how it's gonna um, turn out right. You just kind of hope for the best, but right, the, right. the kind of reaction that it got was um, what was amazing, and just uh, the-, the fact that so many people were just on board with that idea, even you know everybody in the bands, um, you know, being down to put out these these tracks and then everybody just being down to support it, spread the word and, you know, sell out the, the vinyl. It's crazy. Yep. Yep. And, um, yeah, the first, we, we didn't eat, there was no hesitation with doing this comp. You know, the, the, the first one was great. We loved it. You know, mm-hmm. I was listening to it as much as anyone else. And, uh, and, um, it's also, again, it's, it's, it's fun to put out like one or two songs on, things here and there you know like we did a flexi disc a little bit ago just one song but it's cool you know in between the bigger lp releases or whatever that to put out just like a couple singles here and there or to do something like the comp or a split or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. 
100 percent, yeah because i feel like you, you can just kind of drop these little nuggets like these special nuggets and kind of uh you know get everybody oh, hyped, yeah. hyped again so when you guys do come back with like a you know a, a, a proper release um you know they're like a l- little bit more excited yeah yeah okay and uh definitely i'm curious about you growing up um out there uh um, obviously you've seen the 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 scene um you know change and grow from your area um can you talk about like what it's been like to have been from like that area for so long and you know uh, seen so many awesome bands um yeah i mean starting starting out seeing bands in like the the mid 90s um the area was there was a lot of there was a good amount of places to play um there's a lot of bands popping up around like 95 96 and uh a lot of local bands so um and also with poughkeepsie and like the the chance which is like the main place to play in the area a lot of bands tore through at that time mm-hmm. so all of the all of the local bands not only got to play with each other at regular local shows but then get to open up for all these bigger bands um so it was just a great time for the for the scene and then um going to i mean yeah there's been a lot of changes there's been some you know lots of ups and downs but that happens with every every scene you know um and uh, a lot of venues have come and go you know and uh yeah it's hard to talk about it there's just so much you know <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's been a long time but uh the re like starting around 2013 2014 i would say like maybe even actually i want to say even a little before that um local shows like made a big comeback and it was just kind of exciting again a lot of newer bands that were popping up were good from the area and um you know that time till now has been you know one of my favorite times to be in local bands or be you know going to shows around here okay hell yeah that's awesome and for, for somebody who's been around for like such a long time it, it's always definitely cool to um you know to be able to just talk to somebody and pick somebody's brain who's been around the scene for a long time because i've known so many people who have come and gone for whatever reason it's fine you know it's not for everybody but just to know somebody like you who, who's been around for a long time especially i'm um, you know from your area just uh, you know so many cool bands it, it's definitely awesome to to know and be able to talk to you about it yeah yeah we, we were lucky um you know me and the, you know, Jay and Nick from, you know, to be able to see, you know, great local bands growing up, seeing Dissolve or All Out War, you know, and, and, uh, those bands to this day, you know, still inspire us, you know? Yeah. And All Out War, like, seriously, one of the best bands and, um, you know, super solid discography and the fact that they're still around doing great stuff. It, it's definitely cool to see. Yeah, definitely. And, um, and even till now, you know, with bands like Age of Apocalypse or Soul Blind, you know, you, you have all these different types of bands from the area um, um, coming out. And uh, and it, it, it's awesome to see, you know, our friends getting out there and playing other areas and getting out of, you know, not just playing the Hudson Valley, but playing everywhere else, you know. Yeah, you mentioned Soul Blind. They're, they're coming out mm-hmm. here uh, in August, which I, I'm super stoked about. Yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah, it'll, it'll be my first time seeing them live. I've, I've never seen them live. I've only seen them, uh, you know, on YouTube and, you know, obviously listening to them on Spotify and stuff. So I'm actually really stoked to be able to um, see them live. Yeah, they're great. They're great live, great dudes. And uh, um, I'm sure they're going to be playing quite a bit. You know, I have a feeling they'll be, uh, they'll be out. 
on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I feel like they're, um, I, I know they, they had some stuff planned, um, like a lot of bands during the pandemic, um, and it got put on pause. So I'm, I'm happy that they're finally able to get out and um, do some stuff, especially out here on the West Coast. Cause I, I know there's a lot of people out here that like that band and are going to be super stoked to be able to um, catch them live. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, man, this is, this has been awesome. Uh, I'm really stoked that you were down to to do the podcast because obviously I've been a fan of your music for for a long time. I, I mentioned Living Laser, obviously love Mind Force, and then even with your new band Sentinel, I, I think it's all awesome stuff. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, and again, thanks for asking me to, to be on. And before we sign off, is there anything else you'd like to um, say or shout out? Um, yeah, I mean, like uh, one thing... So from New York, there's um, a zine called uh, Core Clientele. Mm-hmm. And um, they're actually going to be booking shows in New York now. Um, and uh, yeah, I would just watch out for that. And um, yeah, that, that's about it. Shout out Streets of Hate, Triple B. You know, and again, thanks for having me on. Hell yeah. Well, no, thank you. I, I definitely appreciate you taking the time. And I appreciate everybody um, who tuned in and listened to this podcast. I appreciate you guys. And we'll be back soon.